Hallelujah. Aren't you glad to be saved and on your way to heaven this morning? Oh, hallelujah. I love the Lord. I love us being able to worship together. And I appreciate this worship team so much. It's so, uh, it's such, you know, we, we get to worship the Lord uh, uh, in our quiet time, in our private time. But there's something when we get to come together with brothers and sisters and just lift him up. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, open up your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Uh, while you're turning there, I, I, I want to just lay a foundation, share some things with you. I was there shaving this morning, and um, just as clear as I can see you uh, in the Spirit, I, I just I, I saw a tear on the Lord's cheek. And He said, I so desperately want to be the shepherd, the pastor of my people. And they think that I am. But yet in their lives, they have want, they have lack. And he said, every area in their life that they have want and they have lack, I'm not the shepherd of that. Because we all know the verse he was referring to, Psalms 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. And he says that, he said in my spirit, so clear, he said, I, I, I want people to understand if they'll hear me and do what I say. That's what makes me their shepherd. And when they hear and do what I say, that's when that, that lack gets swallowed up in the Savior. That's what I want, don't you? Desperately. See, because we're a witness, we're a testimony, we're the Bible that somebody else is reading. And I want them to read about the real shepherd, don't you? Hallelujah. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about levels and bevels, okay? Levels and bevels. Acts chapter 5, verse number 12. Thank you, Brother Henry, for always honoring the Word of God. Acts chapter 5, verse number 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought, um, worked, brought into being, uh, generated uh, among the people uh, by the faithfulness of, of, of that Word and believe in that word. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Think about that. And of the rest, durst no man to join himself to them. But the people magnified them. And the believers were the more added to the Lord multitudes, both men and women. Insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also multitudes out of the cities round about Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. And they were healed, every one. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for every person that's here, Lord. We just honor your presence. And we ask right now that by the anointing of the Holy Ghost that we hear this word from the inside out. We yield to your word. We allow you to be all you are desiring to be to us. We want you to shepherd us. We want you to show us that we're all on different levels. But even on those different levels, we have a job, and that is to be a bevel, to cut through things for the brethren and sister that is to the left or the right, that is below us, that they may come up. And grow up as the truth is spoken in love under the full stature, the measure of the head, Jesus Christ. 
Father, let it be. We bind every hindering spirit, every dis- every work of the enemy, and we say, yes, Lord, let your spirit of truth be loosed in our lives. In Jesus' name we all say, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much once again for being here. Good to see uh, Sister Johnny here this morning. Um, glad that all of you are here. So I, I was uh, at the doctor's office last week, and they were drawing, doing some blood work, and and uh, the, the the lady doctor, she's a Christian, she's a believer and everything, but uh, she was uh, talking about uh, uh, a certain medicine so and so forth, and 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 I made the statement. I said, well, I said I know sometimes we got to do certain things, but uh, no matter whether whatever we're doing, I always want to do everything in faith. And and she looked at me like. I'd slapped her right across the face. And uh, she said, well, I would hope that no matter what your faith was, that you would take your medicine. And, and so uh, anyway, when the moment she said that, the Holy Ghost come up inside of me. And he said, uh, he said child, you got to know that uh, when people believe and they're born again, that uh, every person is on a different level. And, and so uh, you and I... To be able to function properly, we've got to recognize where our level is. We've got to recognize where our brother and sister's level is. And then the, the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, I want every one of my children, from the moment that they step up from the altar of salvation to the moment that they step into glory, to understand that they are a bevel. And you think about a bevel on a chisel, for instance, you know, and, and how it cuts through things. And so, no matter whether you just got born again this morning, or you're fixing to step into the eternity, you and I were to cut the path and make it easier for other people to follow along behind us. And and that's what we're looking at here in the in the book of Acts. We're looking at how that when God started the church, He started something brand new. And uh, on that day of Pentecost, there were 120 that were waiting there, and, and they were filled with the Spirit, and, and they stepped out. And they, uh, uh, Peter gets the, the, the forefront, but they all ministered the gospel. And when they ministered the gospel, uh, we see that 3,000 were added to the church that day. Uh, and, and, and so we see something formed. We see new levels, and we see how they cut through religion, and they cut through uh, ideology of Judaism, and they brung the, the, uh, the open door of grace that you and I are living in today. And uh, and we see how Peter and John they went to the uh, to the gate beautiful uh, under this this Solomon's porch and they uh, touched that lame man by the power of God and they raised him up and we had another five thousand added to the church so they cut a new level and it was by the bevel by the the power of the two edged sword Jesus Christ that was in their life and and you've got that sword in your life I want you to declare with me I'm in a level that has the perfect bevel for the Lord Amen come on you, you you're right where you're supposed to be but we've got to keep moving we've got to keep growing we've got to make sure that Jesus is our shepherd. When he tells us to do something so um, contrary to what our natural mind might think, it seems so small, it's the biggest thing in your life. When you say yes to him, it opens up so many other doors. Right now, the, the Spirit of God told me there's people in this service or listening to this service that they're just one nano uh, second away from a miracle. All they have to do is say yes to something that they're a little hesitant upon. Because when you say yes to that, it opens the door for everything else. Amen? 
Okay, so uh, let's let's look at this, and we'll get into some some stuff. I think that'll help us. I don't have a lot of scripture for you this morning. I've just got enough that I think that will will make you hungry, make me hungry. Now, notice what it said in verse number twelve, Acts five and twelve, and it said that by the hands of God. See, we're looking for God to do something that God's looking for you and I to do. You've got the anointing. You've got Jesus. Well, they were they were leading us in worship, and I was just getting so excited over there thinking about that God would look at me and my black sin, and He would demonstrate His love to me and send me Jesus, where He would shed His red blood to make my black sin white, that He might live in me. That's love. That's how much He loves you this morning. Amen. And that's how much he has a destiny and a plan for your life. And so uh, uh, we've got to see that, that God wants to show Jesus, wants to preach Jesus, not just with words, but with the, the sheep following the shepherd, doing what Jesus said we could do. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And, you know, we alluded to it as we opened up the text. This word wrought uh, is a very interesting word in the Greek. And it means to cause to be. It means to generate. You and I, we're looking for God to cause some things to happen. And we've got the name of Jesus. We're, we're to cause some things to happen. Because, see, when you speak Jesus, it's just like God the Father talking. And so we need to start framing our world. We need to start uh, bringing a revelation of, uh, of the power of Jesus Christ like never before and, and being the influencer that God is calling us to be. Now notice, uh, this was among the people, and they were all in one accord. Can you imagine? We're talking about at least 8,120 people, and they're all in one accord. It means to be in one mind. It means to be unanimous in decision. I dare say that you and I, however many we're here this morning, are in one accord this morning because I feel a little pull, a little, a little struggle in some of the things that I'm saying this morning. But they were 8,120 people at least that were in one mind. Wow. That's what you and I can have today, and that's what we're going to have. That's the way it's going to be before the coming of the Lord. The church is going to go out of here in power and unity, and we're going to take a whole uh, tribe of people who have been lost and undone, who have been backslidden with us. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, how does this happen? They were in one accord in Solomon's porch. The only way that you and I can be united in mind is we've got to come under the... This porch has five columns in it. The number five is grace, only by God's grace. But Solomon means peace. So when you and I, when we're under the cover of peace by God's grace, we can have one mind. Meaning, I may not understand everything that, that, that you do. I may not have been through you what you've been through. I may not have been where you have been. But I know the one who held you by the hand and took you through it. Amen. And I know because of that and because he's done something in your life, he's going to be faithful to do it in my life. Amen? So you're on a level and you're cutting a bevel for me to where I can go through that and it won't be as hard on me as it was on you. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. Nobody had ever been from flesh to heaven before in grace until Jesus. 
And he cut the way. He cut the way. I understand Enoch and Elijah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about grace. I'm talking about mercy. I'm talking about eternal life. I'm talking about being named into the family of God. That's what Jesus done for us. He cut the way. And so as long as you and I are listening to him and we follow him, we're going to go in the same way that he went. Remember, he said, no man cometh unto the Father, but come on, he's the way. All right, so this morning you can be very assured of that and you can be encouraged because you and I, we are like geese. Come on, geese, they form that V formation and they fly. And as they fly, the one in front makes it easier for the one behind. And when the one in front gets tarred, they rotate, they switch out. That's the way the believers are supposed to be. We're supposed to be in that place where we make it easier for one another. And that's what you're willing to do. Amen? All right. New levels and new bevels. Now, notice what it says. Because they were, they were doing this, uh, verse 14, And believers were the more added to the Lord. Isn't that something? Not church people. Believers. Thank God for people who go to church. I went to church too. But thank God for believers. Believers are something that, that have a word that comes from heaven instilled in them by the power of the Holy Spirit. They believe that word and they live by that word. That word sets the whole tone of what they can do, what they can't do, who they are, what their identity truly is, and not what this world would try to label them as. Amen? Come on. You're a believer. You're forgiven. You're blood washed, blood bought, blood washed. You, you, you have a destiny in this life to fulfill. And so uh, a believer is always looking to climb higher. And that's what the Holy Ghost wants to do. He wants to help us this morning to climb higher and do some things that we've never done before. That, that, that over and over as I pray in the Spirit and as I worship the Lord and, and I get into that quiet place, I, I hear the Holy Ghost continually tell me over and over, what you see is what you're going to be. What you see is what you're going to be. I have to see myself through this Word. I have to see myself through Jesus. And then I understand the level of my, I'm at. And then I see when it's time for me to step on up. And I recognize that I'm carving that way for somebody else. Now notice this. Verse 15. Insomuch that they brought forth the sick uh, into the streets. Now, can you imagine this? Now, we've got to see that, that uh, the Bible says that what has been will be again. We've got to see Ecclesiastes. We've got to see that uh, Isaiah prophesied. He said that God is going to declare the end uh, of time, the end of the church age, even if you would, from the beginning. And so we need to look what happened here in the, the beginning of the church age. All of a sudden, they're not taking the people to the hospital. They're taking them out in the street. Come on, this is a new level. This is a, this is a, a new uh, reality of, of trust and faith that's being released. And they're, they're carving a way where somebody who has no hope can all of a sudden meet a shepherd who wants to shepherd them. He wants to meet them where they're at. He wants to take them and lift them up. That's Jesus, amen? Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. Think about this. And, and, and they brought forth the sick into the streets and they laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow them. So can you imagine? Uh, you, you and I, we get stuck in, well, uh, when we're having it. Sunday school starts at 10. Church uh, worship starts at 11. Uh, you know, we'll be out here by 12 to 12, 15. Yeah, right. And, and, and all of these things, we get all these plans in our head. That's not the way it is at all. 
We've got to see that God, He wants to do things His way. And as soon as we break out of the mold of what we think church is, Jesus is going to show us what He has in mind for church. I'm looking for the day that you and I will break out of these four walls. We'll have church. I don't know where it's at. I want to have church where the people are, don't you? I want to be out in amongst them some way in this community. And I want to be used by God to be able to uh, uh, allow them to meet a Jesus they've never met before. See, you know Jesus in a way that I want to know him. Because you know Him in a way that's personal to you. It's about the miracles in your life. The promise, the provision in your life. I need to know that. I need to know that you've cut a way where I can walk in that. Amen? So let's don't get caught up in uh, in the norm. Let's don't just accept, uh, well, this is the way it's been and it's the way it's always going to be. No, God wants to do some new things. Amen? Now notice what it said. It said... uh, In verse 16, there came also multitudes out of the cities round about Jerusalem. Uh, People are going to go where the Spirit of God's moving. They're going to be drawn. There's a drawing there. And so you need to be expecting. You need, everywhere you go, you need to say, I thank you that the wind of the Spirit is blowing in me. The wind of the Spirit is blowing on me. The wind of the Spirit is blowing out of me. And I'm going to meet somebody. I'm going to show them a new level. I'm going to give them an opportunity to have some things cut out of their life that only Jesus the Savior can do. Amen? Uh, We've got to be expecting. We've got to be looking for it. Now, notice what they've done. It says that they were sick folks, and they were ones that were vexed with unclean spirits, but that every one of them were healed. Something new. The name of Jesus. Thank God for doctors. Thank God for hospitals. Thank God for medicine. I've been a part of all that. I took all that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Medicine will help you be in the place where your faith can work. Amen? When you're you're sick, when you're hurting, and you're trying to faith it all by yourself, it's hard. But if you've got some help along the way, and every time you take your medicine in the natural, in the spirit, say, I'm taking the Word of God with this. I'm taking the power of the Holy Ghost with this. Lord, you help me. And, and you help me receive a word because Psalms 107.20, he sent his word and healed them. He's got a word that you can take with that and it'll build you up. It'll cut a new level. It'll, it, it'll make your ability to be sharp to make all the difference. Let's read that. Um, Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12. Notice you know this verse very well. For the word of God. That's Jesus. Come on. Say his name. Jesus, don't you just like to say his name? Oh, there's power in that name. There's freedom in that name. Amen. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus is quick and powerful. Now, this word quick means alive. This word powerful means operative. The word of God will operate on you. Come on, spirit, soul, and body. It'll take what man can't do, and it'll take what's wrong, and it'll operate on you. It'll make it right. Because the Word of God is alive unto you. And what's, when something's alive and it touches something that's sick or dead, come on, it heals it. Come on, that's what He wants to do in us, for us. But He wants to use us to be His hand in the earth to do it for other people. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Come on, you've got the Word in you. So you, the, the things that are dulling people's senses... 
the, the things that are putting people in bondage, that are holding them back, you are in a level that you can deliver somebody. You have a bevel in your life that will cut through the sin, the stronghold, the struggle, the situation that will lift them up. Come on, that's who you are. But you've got to be in your place and I've got to be in my place and nobody's left out. Even to the dividing asunder of soul, spirit, and the joints of morrow and is a discerner and a thought of the intent of the heart. The Word of God will help you and I get this flesh put over to the side. It'll help us see what the battle's going on in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. And it'll help us learn how to walk in the Spirit. It'll show us how to have victory like we've never had before. I want victory, don't you? I want the power of God working in my life to, to, to give me exactly what God would have for me. Don't you? All right, let's go to a very familiar verse of Scripture. Uh, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says... Iron sharpeneth iron. Now you and I, we, we've got to see that that God has called us uh, to, to, to be His people in the earth. And so, uh, here's the way it works. The, the Holy Ghost is in you, showing you Jesus, the Word. Because Jesus made us a promise. He said that when I go away, I'll send another comforter. I'll, I'll send somebody just like me, where you won't be an orphan, you won't be comfortless. That word's orphanos. And he'll be uh, working in you. And he'll be working through you. And so the, the Spirit of God in you is sharpening you. It, it, it's causing the bevel in your life to get sharper and stronger where you can do the things that God wants you to do more easily. In other words, the things that used to be a struggle in the past, you've got to decree when you get up in the morning, I'm going to cut right through the lie of the devil. I'm going to cut right through the stronghold that used to cause me to struggle because I am saved by the Savior. I have a shepherd. He's working in my life. I'm getting sharper, stronger. And, and, and every time you take a step, just see that, that you're in the body of Christ and and, and that Christ has done crush the head. Come on, His feet is on the head of the, the one that hates you so much. The one that wants to destroy you. And so you and I, we've got to walk by that truth. So iron sharpeneth iron. So what, I, what I've got to see, I've got to see that, that in my life, that the Spirit of God every day is going to be dealing with somebody. And that person He's dealing with, they're the iron that I'm coming in contact with that day. That day. See, so many times we get our mindset that I want to minister to this person, or I want to go here, or I want to go there. And, and that all of that might work out, but it probably won't. You and I, when we're led by the Spirit of God, God is already working on them because we, it, we, you can't put arm and aluminum together. Right, brother? It don't work. It don't work. And so we've we got to be in the place where God is naming things. He's naming hearts. And when he names them, you and I were able to reach into them. Arn sharpeneth arn, so uh, a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friends. Aren't you glad? We can sharpen each other's countenance. You can make my life better. You can put a smile on my face. I can put a smile on your face because of, of, of the fellowship of the Spirit, of the unity that you and I can have. And... Um, Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, the, the Paul writes to the church at Corinth. He says, Do not be deceived. 
That word deceived is planeo. It means don't roam, roam from safety, truth, and virtue. He says evil, the word from the Greek is worthless. Worthless communication. Communication is companionship. So worthless companionship corrupt good moral habits. So uh, you and I, we've got to be cautious uh, who we try to minister to, but we've got to be cautious who we let minister to us. We've we got to recognize... Now, I'm going to say something that's going to make some people mad, but you look it up and study it for yourself. Uh, and, and I've been guilty for saying it, and the Holy Ghost corrected me. Uh, I've said it before, but just because something's said in the Bible doesn't mean that God said it. And it doesn't mean it's true. There's a lot of things that's in this Bible where uh, you look and you read the book of Job. And you hear the stuff out of Job's mouth. You hear the stuff out of Job's friend's mouth. That's not God. That's not truth altogether. Now, some of it understand what I'm saying. But, so, how many times have you heard, and, I, and I've, I've said it, you know, Jesus is a friend of sinners. Is that what the Bible says or is that what people say? That's what the scribes and the Pharisees say. No, see, uh, it, it, you and I were to show ourselves friendly. There's a difference between showing ourselves friendly and being a friend of the world. The Bible says you and I are not friends of the world because if we're friends of the world, we're not friends with God. So we've we, we got to correct little things. Little things confuse people. Little things hinder people. Little things hurt people and keep their faith from working. So iron sharpeneth iron. So the countenance, you and I, of, of a friend. So we've got to make sure who God is wanting us to show our friendliness to. Make sure that we follow the example of Jesus. And, and, and we want to be in that place, in that position, where we recognize that... Okay, let me... Let, let me see, God, He... he he cuts away things in our life without hurting us. Uh, uh, he, 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 and, and so when we're being the, 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 uh, the, the, the arm that God has called us to be in somebody else's life, it won't bring blood. It'll bring help. It'll bring encouragement. Uh, you know, I, I think back so many times when I used to, when me and my grandpa was doing so many projects together when I was a little boy. There'd be things that, that I would do, that he was doing, and, 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 and I, I would cut myself every time. And, and he'd be doing the same thing. He wouldn't cut him because why? He was tough. He, he'd been through all this. He, he, he had done, done what I'd done for years, and his skin was thick and tough. And so uh, we've, we've got to be in the place where we don't, cut somebody with some truth that we know that they may not be ready for. Come on, to make their life better. That's what Jesus says. Right now, Jesus is showing me some things that he couldn't show me before. Because I, I couldn't hear it. It would have cut me and I'd have bled. I, I, I would have, and then, when that healed back, it might have been a place where uh, I'd grow, I grew hard in that area. You know, like, like Paul wrote to Timothy. You know, we, we don't want a conscience that's seared. We, we want to be soft. And, and, and so this morning I'm encouraging you so much that God is wanting to take you to a place that you've never been before. Do you believe that? Um, go with me to John chapter 15. Let's look at something. You, everybody in here knows these, knows these verses very well. But let, let, let the Holy Ghost speak a, a, a fresh revelation to you. In this, Jesus is making the statement about the true vine. John 15 and 1. 
Jesus said, I am the true vine. Now, by him saying that, that means there must be a false one. Because if he's, he's making this clear to us so we would know it, we would understand it. I am the true vine and my father is the husband. And aren't you glad that, that God is your uh, caretaker, your farmer? Your, he's the one that wants to, 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 to be in your life to make everything uh, productive. Verse number 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. So we're talking about a branch. We're talking about being in Christ. And we're talking about different levels. And um, I used to teach this verse just clearly from a, 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 a letter of the law standpoint. And, and, and I've, I've, uh, as the Lord has dealt with me, I've kind of backed up on this just a little bit. And, and, and the word never changes, but we change. Amen? And, and so... Um, when he takes this away, I always looked at it as a negative, that it, it was going to take it and cast it right to the fire. And, and I, I'm, I'm still in some under, trying to get some understanding on it, but uh, the word also means to lift. And, and so uh, I know that my God, my Savior, is the kind of God that will always try to lift us up. He will always try to help us. And so, I, I, you know, you can kind of get a, in your mind's eye a picture of a tomato plant. When, the, when those limbs get weighed down and, uh, and, and they're in a place, in a position uh, where uh, the, the rain hits the ground hard and it and hits the blooms and all these things, it knocks some things off. And, and so if you, if you lift those, those uh, uh, limbs up and, and you've got something to, to help support them, it makes all the difference in how much fruit they, they bear. So... In other words, we know the word is always on three levels. So let's just let's think about that this morning, that, that Jesus wants to lift us up. So what in your life, where is there something in your life that's fruitless that, that the, the very Spirit of God would want to sharpen you at this morning, want to sharpen me at, want to lift us up and help us to bear fruit? Because he said uh, in, in the next part of the verse, "...and every branch that beareth fruit..." He purgeth it, he cleanseth it, he prunes it, that it may bring forth more fruit. You and I, he was wanting us to bring forth more and more and more because within each fruit is seed. And you and I, we need to be in the place where we're sowing the seed of the Lord, the very word, the very promise, the provision, where other people can partake of that. Amen? And that's what we desire. Now notice what he says, verse 3. Now ye are clean, you are pruned, you are purged, um, you are washed through the word which I have spoken unto you. Aren't you glad that the word of God, that God's speaking to us? You know, Jesus said in John seventeen seventeen, he said, Father, sanctify them through the truth. And then he said, thy word is the truth. You sanctified, it means to, to, to be, uh, to, like we're talking about, to be cleansed, to be pruned, to, 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 to be changed. The Word of God wants to change us because that Word is Jesus. I want to cut through some levels, don't you? I, I want to I see that I have what is needed. I have that, uh, that working in my life that is sharper than a two-edged sword. But see, if I don't know that, if I don't believe that, if I don't speak it out of my own mouth, I'll never have it. I want it, don't you? Desperately. All right. Go with me and let's look at, at, at 1 Samuel. Let's look at an example of what happens when we don't have um, this iron sharpening iron, how, how we can get in, in, 
in, in very in the place of the enemy's camp that will hurt us. First Samuel 13, for sake of time, look at verse 19. First Samuel 13, verse 19. Now there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel. Now don't you find this interesting? This is the time uh, of Saul as king. And uh, we know that he left off the word of God. We know that uh, even though he in title was king, in spirit he was not. Kind of sounds like America today. Now there was no smith throughout all the land of Israel, for the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make them swords or spears. See, the devil wants to keep you and I apart. Uh, because he doesn't want you and I rubbing up together as iron sharpeneth iron. He doesn't want us to recognize the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal, but they're mighty. Come on, through the Spirit. They're mighty. They're powerful. And he doesn't want us to realize that. And he doesn't want us to know that where uh, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. We can come together and we can make all the difference. Amen? And, and, and so... Here, this is a little Old Testament happening to show us what uh, the devil's plan and desire is for the spiritual. Verse 20. But all the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen every man his share and his coulter and his axe and his mattock. And we don't have time to look at that, but I admonish you to study that out in your home study time. And you'll be really amazed at what's being said here. Um. How it, compl- how it applies to the New, the New Testament and, and, and the, the very working of the, uh, of the fivefold ministry of the church. But I, I want you to see here, you and I, if we went to the enemy for help, what would that mean? The enemy would be our God. Yes, sir, you said it. Yet they're in a place in a position where they're going to the Philistines. Come on, now think about it. The Philistines, if you, if you studied out in the Hebrew, it means to roll in the dust. Who was sentenced to roll in the dust all the days of his life? The serpent, right? In the garden. And, and so uh, the Philistines, you hear them on the news all the time. If you'll pay attention over in the Middle East, they go by a different name today. But they're the ones that's causing all the problems to the nation of Israel right now. Nothing has changed. All right, so I want you to see this. They're having to go to the enemy. You and I, we don't have to go to the enemy for anything. Jesus has done defeated. That's why we they, they led us in those worship songs this morning. Jesus is the Lord of all. Isn't that exciting? He's the Lord of all. No matter what the problem, what the struggle, no matter what the enemy's trying to, to show, he is the answer that you and I can count on, that we can hold on to. Uh, verse 22. So it came to pass in the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people that were with Saul and Jonathan. But with Saul and with Jonathan, Jonathan his son uh, was there found. Verse 23, And the garrison of the Philistines went out into the passage of Michmash. And, and, and Michmash means hidden. See, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to be involved in a fight and have one arm tied behind my back. 
I don't want to be involved in a fight. And, and, and if, I, if I've got a gun fight, and my gun be empty. Do you? I, 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 want, I want, in other words, I want what I need. And, and, and so we've got to recognize and realize that we can't go to the enemy uh, for anything. It's, it's a form of idolatry. God will not settle for it. And so we've got to recognize little subtle ways that we trust in uh, the world, we trust in the enemy, rather than trusting and letting Jesus be shepherd. Okay. So, let's go back. We started with Acts. Let's end with Acts. Let's let's see something here. Talking about doing something different. And this morning, if you want something different in your life, you're going to have to do something different. Acts chapter 8. Uh, you make a note, look at Acts chapter 6. We won't take the time to look at that. But you look at where God started a new level with the deacons. And... Uh, and it formed a new way to, to meet the needs of the people. We need to see that the original deacon was a worker for the Lord that made a difference in the community. It wasn't about telling the preacher what he could preach and what he couldn't preach. It, it, they had a role. They had a function that was very powerful and very needful. And that they need to be back in that place at the coming of the Lord. Amen? Boy, I'm against a wall. What, what have I done to you this morning? Acts chapter 8. And Saul was consenting unto his death, under the death of Stephen, and that at that time there was great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Now Jesus made the statement, you remember before he ascended on high, in Acts chapter 1, uh, down about verse number 8. He, he told uh, his people, as he was getting ready to ascend, those 120 that were going to go in that upper room, he said, you're, go, you're supposed to go to the, all the ends of the earth. Start at Jerusalem, go to Samaria, go to the utter ends of the earth. They weren't doing that. Well, I, I'm in it. I might as well step all the way. Why were they being persecuted? Because they wouldn't go on their own. They had to go because of the persecution. Why have you got some problems in your life this morning? If we don't obey God fully, it, God doesn't do it. God loves us. He's a good God. But it opens a door to the devil where he can work in our disobedience, where he can work in our unbelieving attitudes, uh, any part of my life that's not sanctified uh, by the truth that I'm not yielding to and walking in. It opens a door for the devil and all of his imps to do what he wants to do. And so the minute I repent, the minute I get back in step with the Lord, I'm in the place of the shadow of the Most High. I'm in the place of grace. And that grace will always stay in place. But am I in the place of grace? That's what I've got to ask. Amen? Now, so here they get uh, scattered abroad. And it's verse 2. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. Verse 3. As for Saul, he made havoc 
of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. I wanted to read that to get the full context. Verse 4. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. See, sometimes we end up in places uh, that otherwise we wouldn't be. And uh, even if I'm not there uh, by the, the best of God's attention, God can use it. Amen? And so we may even have to be at a doctor's office. But I guarantee you when we leave, we, give, we leave people something to think about. Uh, because the Jesus that's in you is more real than, than the pad they're holding in their hand, than the stool they're sitting on. Come on, He's real. And, and, and He's eternal. He's everlasting. And so He's going to be there. So you may, you may be in some places, but in those places, know and expect to, to, to cut through some things on that level to be able to help people. Now notice what happens. Verse 5, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he preached uh, his doctrine unto them. He preached Jesus, didn't he? He preached the Word. See, it really doesn't matter what I think. What matters is what this Bible says. And so I've got to preach this Word. You've got to preach this Word. And we, we preach it by just simply living it. See, so we're, we're looking for a pulpit. We don't need a pulpit. We just need a, 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 our position that Christ is leading us every day. That's the most powerful pulpit is the pulpit that is out and amongst the people. Amen? Verse number 6, And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, the Holy Ghost working in him, through him. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsy, and that were lame, and they were glory. And there was great joy in the city. Because why? Because they got to hear something that Jerusalem had done heard. Now this is going into Samaria. It's going into the uttermost parts of the earth. There was a new level that was being presented to the people. There was a, a, a level that was being cut here. Think about it. He was a deacon and now he's an evangelist. God don't want you to stay the same. He's looking for you and I to climb up in Him. He's looking for us to always grow and to mature and to accept the reality of what the Holy Ghost is doing inside of us. Just think, the whole city's joy was dependent upon Him obeying the Lord. Could I suggest to you, if there's something in your life that you're looking for and you're searching for that you can't pray down... You can't faith down. Maybe it's because God is looking for you to give it to somebody else first. Amen. Yes. It's important. Because one man done what he was supposed to do. Because one woman does what she's supposed to do. It can change everything. I'll close with this thought. This is, this is funny. Maybe it'll get you back on my side. There's a, a man and woman. Uh, he's a politician. Actually, he's a, this is a true story. He was the mayor of Philadelphia years and years and years ago. And they decided to go out amongst the people. And so uh, they spent time amongst the people that day. And they got hungry and they thought it would be, you know how politicians are, it would be a good opportunity. To, so they walked into a McDonald's. 
And they walk into this McDonald's and, and uh, they order their food and they sit down there and they're, they're, they're fixing to partake of their food. And all of a sudden, uh, the, the lady looks out at the playground there and, and, and she sees a clown out there. And she gets up from the table and she goes out and she starts talking to the clown. And she spends a great deal of time out there with him. Uh, and, and after the certain amount of time had passed, she come back in and she sit down with her husband. And her husband looked at her and he said, why are you talking to that clown? Do, do, do you know him? She said, know him? She said, I used to date him. I almost married him. And, and so with a real sarcastic look on his face, he said, you almost married a clown? She said, no, if I'd have married him, he would have been the mayor. See, she's saying the reason why you're the mayor is because you're married to me. Come Influence. In, see, we look at that and we think that's just something comical, but you need to see how powerful your influence is. You can influence somebody. You can cause them to go up higher than they ever dreamed possible. You can make them believe that not only can they be a Christian, but they can be an overcomer. They can be victorious. They can be healed. They can be delivered. They can be full of joy. They can have Jesus in their life, living through them, changing a lost world. Amen. Oh, glory. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this time. I thank you for this group of people. I thank you that you're calling us on up. And right now, there's some situations and circumstances where people, uh, they're, they're, they don't have the liberty that you would like for them to have. They're, they're, they're behind the wall. And they're tiptoeing, trying to look over that wall. And, and they're seeing some of these words and some of these promises and some of these provisions that you have for them. But they don't understand how to get over the wall. And I ask this morning, supernaturally, by the power of your Holy Spirit, let that wall fall. Let everything that would hinder us from coming into the fullness of what you'd have for us, let it be revealed that it's on sand. And you said everything that is built on sand, it will fall. So let everything fall this morning out of our lives and let us be able to come boldly to this throne of grace to find help this morning in time and need that we may be able to be all that you've destined and called us to be. Lord, let it be. Let truth come right now. Let liberty. You said where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So there's liberty here this morning. Let us act on that truth, whether we feel it or not, in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar? Let us pray with you. If you don't feel comfortable coming up here, that's fine. But make yourself an altar somewhere and, and, and seek the face of the Lord. Don't leave here the way you come. Uh, God has joy that is unspeakable. He has peace that passeth all understanding. He has whatever you have need of this morning. He planned it from the foundation of the world for you and I because you're his sheep. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who needs prayer this morning?